Rise and Crime, everybody. I'm Rachel Souza. And I'm Michelle Chan. Hey, girl, we're back. (laughs) (laughs) We skipped a week for no apparent reason. I didn't even realize we skipped a week. I thought we had them backlogged. (laughs) (laughs) Nah. Also, I really just changed our and we're back to hey girl we're back because i've been watching so much drag race (laughs) it was like unintentional (laughs) hey girl hey girl um wow i've been busy for no reason during quarantine what have you been doing well i've had to deliver things everywhere because basically my aunt broke four of her ribs and then god because she tumbled down a hill don't worry she's fine and then my mom broke that her foot. so bad. Oh my god. And my mom broke her foot without knowing at all how she broke her foot, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, that really is. How do you just not know? Exactly. Her foot just began to swell and then she couldn't walk. And then she went to the doctor and they were like, yeah, it's broken, girl. <laughs> and now she's on crutches and still has no idea how it happened. How long is she going to be on crutches for? Probably a while, because, I don't know, how long does a broken foot take? I'm not sure. Me either. I really have no idea. But at least she doesn't have to go anywhere. That's so true. Except stairs, because she works downstairs, but then she has to come upstairs for everything else. Oh my god. (laughs) And I can just hear her hobbling up the stairs from all the way upstairs, even though she's in the basement. Would it be easier for her to, like, (laughs) to go downstairs if you just, like, bum scooch down the stairs? Honestly, no, she does this thing and it scares me so much where she hops every step on one foot. Oh, yeah, I'm that's like, scary. I couldn't even do that with two working feet. Mm-hmm. I hope she gets well soon. Same. But yeah, she's chilling. She's doing okay. <laughs> okay, so today for the small case, I'm doing an actual small case. Um, And it's something that I feel like everybody should be informed about and know about. And if you don't, then we're here to give you insight into it because it is something that everybody should be educating themselves on. Mm -hmm. And I just think that even though we don't have like a gigantic platform at all, it's small, but no matter how small, everybody with their platform should be talking about the Black Lives Matter movement. Yeah, I um, agree. No matter how big or small. So, because of that, I'm going to talk about what happened with Regis Korchinski-Paquette okay. in Toronto. Um, so, I've got my uh, information from two different CBC articles, one by Shanifa Nasser and one by... Oh, they're both by Shanifa Nasser, sorry. So, I guess she's just covering this case for the CBC, which is awesome, and it's a lot of great stuff. Um, okay, so Regis Korchinski Paquette was an indigenous black Canadian woman who lived in Toronto, Ontario. Uh, she was an active member of her church. She was very religious. She was also a very talented gymnast and very close with her family. Uh, just known to be an amazing person. And she was so young, still had so much to do, you know? Mm-hmm. just uh, only 29 like literally so young it's crazy um five years ago she began to have a bit a couple of mental health issues uh 
and she was also dealing with some physical health issues. She was diagnosed with epilepsy and she was having seizures. And in the past, she her family has had to contact police to help with her mental health and uh, and physical health issues. So it this incident wasn't like a first time incident. Like they've been in contact with police before. But on May 27th, 2020, they were at her apartment in High Park in Toronto and she lived on the 24th floor. She was there with her mom and her brother and they got into like a domestic dispute, presumably about mental health, but that's not confirmed. Mm -hmm. And according to the police, there was multiple calls that there was an incident happening in the apartment and apparently somebody claimed that there was knives involved but i that's from the police's account of why certain officers were sent so that's i i can't say that's a hundred percent true you know mm-hmm. at 5 15 p.m they called police and it was because her mother wanted the police to help get her daughter to cam h which is the center for addiction and mental health so it's like basically they wanted to get her help for her mental health issues like that was the whole point was for assistance mm-hmm. and to help solve this problem in a in a correct way in a way that you're getting help so like it's just this just it makes me so angry because it's like this was the call to go get help you know yeah um and so they greeted police at the apartment like at the door and then they walked down the hall a bit of the apartment building and then Regis said she needed to use the bathroom so police followed her into her apartment but they wouldn't allow entry of any of her family so not her brother or her mother so she was alone in the apartment with the police Uh, her mother and brother reportedly heard her calling for help and then silence it is then Uh, reported that an officer came out of the apartment didn't tell the family what had happened but instead knocked on neighbors apartment doors and told them that uh, regis was either in a neighboring unit or one floor below Mm -hmm. which is not the truth what had actually happened was regis was either pushed or fell from the balcony of her 24 story apartment and fell to her death and now there is a special investigations unit uh, investigation into the death because her entire family claims that she wouldn't jump from that balcony. And there was no indicators that she was going to jump from that balcony. There was no, like, reason, really. And the fact that she was calling for help and it just... Her mother and brother believed that police officers did push her off the balcony. And it is definitely should be investigated into um, because literally why would somebody be calling for help and then jump off a balcony themselves? Or even if that is the case, did they drive her to jump off the balcony? Were they doing something that she was like, I need to escape? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And it's just crazy that like all that she was doing was going to the bathroom and then she was alone with police and this happened you know yeah it's really upsetting and it just really really angers me to think about like why in calls like this 
if think about it if a somebody who's trained in mental health or trained in psychology trained in in therapy was showed up instead of police you know how different that situation could have been de-escalated yeah because the point was to go was for Regis to go get help so instead of police showing up why would it not be somebody trained to actually deal with uh patients with mental health issues yeah it doesn't really make sense it's kind of like when you like obviously when there's like a hostage situation you send a person who deals with hostage situations exactly it should be it should always be somebody who's trained in that police aren't the answer to everything and this is why it is so important to read about defunding the police to sign petitions to do your part uh call counselors um I, in, our, in our document, I'm going to post links to a bunch of different uh, articles to educate yourself for petitions, places to donate, as well as a document on people you can email and call about it. Because defunding the police doesn't mean getting rid of the police all at once as a whole. It means reallocating funds to places that will help the community and serve the community better than the police can. Because like it's been said everywhere the police are in training for about 22 to 24 weeks for to answer all of these calls that's not that's yeah, they, not enough you <clears throat> need... they shouldn't be the end-all be-all situation yeah handler and further the police system is corrupt there is intense systemic racism engraved in it i think it would be you know how like if you're a teacher, you go to school to do a thing that's the specialty that you're teaching. Yeah, you have your teachables. Exactly. So shouldn't police have their situationables? And not even police. Like, if for calls like this, it should be a mental health expert. Yeah, exactly. But I'm saying, like, for example, if, like, that police officer specialized in mental health, then send that guy. Right? Like, it's just... It's so tragic and so angering. Like, it's just, like, how have these things... How have we let this go on for so long and let so many people of color down and just... We have been silent for too long and now is the time to finally... It should have been so long ago, obviously, and it just makes me so angry, but... Yeah. Now is the time. Please, please, please educate yourself. Sign petitions do as much as you possibly can if you can't if you don't have the means to donate there's videos you can have on loop where all the profits from the video will be donated there's so many things you can do and i just urge you to find them seek them out it's your job to educate yourself it's not other people's job to educate you it's not people of color's job it's not black people's job to educate you it's your job to stop being silent for them Mm -hmm. and yeah so i urge everyone to keep following this regis krichinski paquette case to keep pressuring police into releasing more information um and i have this really good quote from the cbc article in the last two years the siu said it has laid criminal charges in 3.6 percent of cases in 2018 criminal charges were laid against 17 officers in 15 out of a total of 416 cases closed that year in 2019 criminal charges were laid against 15 in 13 out of 363 cases closed that year so just think about that and how 
Um, also, Nia Singh, who is part of the case, she also said, the high clearance rate for officers in SIU investigations, arguing the process is heavily weighted in favor of police officers being cleared of any wrongdoing. So that's why we need to keep the pressure on, because so many cases are just cleared. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely disgusting. Yeah, that statistic is just terrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways, well, yeah. Yes. Let's. How about you tell us your case <laughs> Well, thank now. you for sharing your case. It was pretty important. It's incredibly important. It, people should already know about it. This shouldn't be the first place you hear yeah. it. Okay, so mine comes from a request from Alia. So thank you. Oh. I love you. requests because then I don't have to look for one. <laughs> very true. It's very good. Okay. <clears throat> In the fall of 2010, 15-year-old Lauren Leslie had told her mom she was going out for coffee with a friend when she left their Fraser Lake home in the afternoon, the day that she would go missing. So, And where is Fraser Lake? Uh, Fraser Lake is BC. BC. Okay. okay. So, she, uh, let me tell you about Leslie. She's uh, legally blind, and she, like, with no vision in one eye and about 50% in the other. She's very loving and trusting, but very tough and principled. And there was this one time uh, in high school where she went to Nechico Valley Secondary School, and the officials wouldn't give her and her girlfriend a couple's discount to the school dance, so they just showed up in gay pride t-shirts in protest. That's terrible. Why, like, what kind of high school? Okay, that's just... I don't know. But, anyways, good for them. And she wanted to be a forensic pathologist when she grew up. Mm. So her friend that she was gonna go meet was someone named Cody... Lechbukov? Lechbukov? <laughs> I've heard that name before. Yeah, so he was someone that she had met online in November of 2010, and at the time, he was 20 years old. And she was 15, to reiterate. Yeah, oh, wow. so she met him on a site called Nexopia, which I feel like there was another case where people met on Nexopia. It doesn't sound familiar to me, but I just might not remember. And rem- I think it might be um, Canada's youngest serial killer, Jasmine. I feel like she was in Alberta. I don't... Nexopia, like, sounds like... Oh, I guess they met on, like, a weird vampire site. I don't remember. Anyways. Um, so, <laughs> where Cody went by the handle, one country boy very Mm. (laughs) classic so there was a string of text messages that showed that they had agreed to meet up and that he was gonna buy some alcohol but before they met up she confirmed that this meeting was going to be quote nothing sexual right end quote oh i just realized how stupid i am what (laughs) it just hit me that you meant it's a website and not an actual Wow, I am so stupid. Okay, no, yeah, now it does sound familiar. <laughs> I was like, Alberta. <laughs> I know, I was like, wait, that's, the, what? And it just hit me that I'm so stupid. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. So, yeah, so she confirmed that this meeting was not going to be anything sexual, and I assumed that he agreed, otherwise she wouldn't have met him if he disagreed. Okay. Anyways, 
On November 27, 2010, RCMP officers pull over a pickup truck that was suspected of speeding. The two officers went to speak to the driver, and the driver was Cody. They immediately noticed that Cody had blood smears on his face and chin, and they could see that the cab of the truck had a pool of blood, like, on the floor. Yeah, so then they detained him and searched the whole vehicle. They found a bloody wrench, a multi-tool, monkey backpack, and a wallet with a children's hospital card with the name Lauren Leslie on it. When they asked him about the blood on his face, he said that he was hunting a deer and that he clubbed one to death. And when explaining why he clubbed a deer to death, he said, quote, I'm a redneck. It's what we do for fun. End quote. Um, Okay, country (laughs) boy. I don't, don't give other hunters, like, this weird reputation that you're trying to portray. Disrespectful to all rednecks. The RCMP called a wildlife conservation officer with tracking skills to uh, see where the deer was. So then they tracked Cody's tire tracks all the way back to where he came from. And when they followed it, they didn't find a bloody deer. They found the body of Lauren Leslie just off the Highway 27 near Vanderhoof, B.C., Oh no. She was found with without shoes, pants, and underwear. Oh no. She had died hours before he had been arrested, and they could tell because the body was still warm, but she was completely lifeless. And uh she had she suffered from head injuries and loss of blood, and she had like massive blows to the head and stab wounds in her neck. Oh god. Yeah. And uh And then they search his apartment, and they find that Leslie was not his only victim. On October 17th, 2011, he was charged with three more counts of first-degree murder. So, let's go back way before Leslie. Or not way before, like a year before. In 2009, Jill Stachenko was 35 years old and she wanted to be a singer she was a single mother of five or six children i wasn't entirely sure i know i wasn't sure because there was like articles that said five and articles that said six um still that's so many children to be a single yeah really and she worked for ricky black at her prince george escort agency called black orchid And she had worked there for 10 years, and she was pulling extra shifts for other agencies at the time. And according to her boss, she also freelanced on the street. And she was seen October, she was last seen October 9th, 2009, and her body was found half buried in a gravel pit on October 26th. The autopsy. I've, I've seen this case on an episode of something. Yeah, probably. I've seen him too uh from before i don't remember where because that that part that case of the single mother is very familiar so i remember thinking like imagine six like five or six children are just now abandoned yeah like well not abandoned they're now left alone which is just very upset so terrible and the autopsy showed that she had multiple blows to her head face and arms and then they took some vaginal and anal swabs 
that revealed a DNA along with more DNA under her fingernails that matched with Cody's DNA. And they found blood stains on a carpet and on a couch in his basement apartment where he once lived. And this guy is just literally the worst yeah, ever. Literally. And then there's Natasha Montgomery. And she was 23 years old and she had two children. And she was also a single mom. She lived in Quiznell, British Columbia. And she had been a figure skater and a baseball player and also a sex worker. And she was last seen August 31st or September 1st, uh, leaving a friend's house in Prince George. Her family hadn't heard from her in a few weeks, so they called the RCMP. And her DNA was found in bloodstains in his apartment, including on an axe. And they also found it on his shorts and that he was wearing when he was arrested. But her body was never found. Oh my gosh. Um... And, like, if that's in 2009, that means he's 18 He's 19. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. Now, Cynthia Mass was a 35-year-old single mother. She had a little girl, and her friends reported her missing September 23rd, 2010. She was also reported to be a sex worker, and her body was found in Prince George Park, specifically Elsie Gunn Park. October 9th, 2010, and she was naked from the waist down when they found her. She died of blunt force trauma to the head and penetrating wounds. She had a hole in her shoulder blade and a broken jaw and cheekbone. There are also injuries to her neck, which was consistent with someone stomping on it. And they found her DNA on some clothing in his truck from like a sweater and a sock. So this guy is just a monster. And apparently he keeps everything close together evidence-wise, which is helpful, but also, what? A monster. And they also found some of her DNA on some running shoes that they found in his apartment. And, yeah, nor Cody, growing up, whatever, seemed normal, blah, blah, blah. I'm not gonna really talk about him, because I don't want to, because he's awful. Yeah. Uh, and whatever, yeah. nobody suspected a thing. Yeah, okay, cool. And then, <clears throat> essentially, he just... Why? Because he's just a country he's just boy. A country who boy. Likes he's just a classic Thomas Rhett and boots and redneck. Hearts. You know, like whatever. Who cares? Even though there was so much DNA evidence against him, he never took responsibility for any of them. The worst. He's kind actually, of the worst. So June second, two thousand fourteen. Two thousand fourteen. So this is four years after Leslie. The trial begins in front of a jury. And August 1st, the Crown finishes its case after calling 93 witnesses. Wow. Yeah. August 26th, Cody takes the stand and he said, and this is what he claimed. He's actually so deluded. Or not deluded. He's not deluded. He knows what he's doing. He's just a psychopath. Anyways, he was present. He said that he was present when the three women died, but he didn't partake in the killings and that there were three other people who he refused to name who were also involved and yeah so he just wanted to emphasize the fact that he personally did not kill these people but were there he tried to claim that leslie quote flipped out end quote and killed herself with a pipe wrench and a knife he 
testified to this guy just sucks. <laughs> he testified to hitting her quote twice at max end quote with a pipe wrench but he said he only did that after she injured herself still no excuse even if that was a truth still no yeah excuse. what that what kind of defense is that i don't understand he told the jury that they had sex and that leslie just picked up a pipe from the back of his truck and started hitting herself he said that she quote went psycho end quote and talked about wanting to kill herself and that she hated her mom and then escalated to the pipe wrench and stabbed herself in the neck that's what he said happened yeah no (laughs) yeah and at first he claimed that he just found leslie's body when he was exploring the area and then he admitted to meeting up with her well he needs to admit it there's so much evidence i don't know he's crazy man for jill cynthia natasha he told the jury that there were three other men involved who he called xyz okay and that he had sex with jill at his apartment and that x told him that she had to die and hit her with a pipe then he said x ordered natasha's death he said that Z pulled out a weapon and then x just killed her he said that he watched X hit Cynthia in his apartment and then hit her in the head with something that knocked her out. Then Y put Cynthia in his truck and drove over to the park. And he, quote, opened the door and he pulled her out. She just fell to the ground, end quote. Then he said, but she wasn't dead yet. So then he said that Y hit her with a spiked log handling tool until she was. Anyways. Man, this guy just loves to make up stories. Yeah, that's fake news. So, September 2nd, the defense asked the jury to convict his client of four counts of second-degree murder instead of first-degree murder. Um, September 10th, the jury retires to consider the verdict. And the next day, September 11th, 2014, Cody is convicted of four counts of first-degree murder, sentenced to life with no parole for 25 years. And they added him to the National Sex Offender Registry. Good. Yes. Sorry, it was a short case today because there wasn't much detail on how he met up with the other, like, the three other single moms. But, yes. What a monster. I know. Like, what a monster. Also... It should be noted that in all of these articles that I read, and there were a lot, they kind of wrote it in a way that made it seem like, like, all these ladies were, except for Leslie, they were sex workers, and I don't know, they kind of wrote it so that it seemed like it made sense that they were taken away, you know? Like, it's not true. Ugh, that's so freaking annoying. It's just so stupid, the stigma around sex work. It's, sex work is hard work. Sex work is like a profession and it's incredibly draining i think well i obviously can't speak from experience but these they're providing for kids being in the only income source yeah and then like i don't know they just made it seem like uh the fact that they were addicted to drugs to also add to the fact that they deserved it in some way which i think is disgusting nobody deserves it obviously like they didn't intentionally write that but i feel like there's just a bias that they have against them yeah and someone's profession or their addictions does not equal reasons that they were in this yeah they didn't ask for it this is like not a thing 
and I, I understand what you mean by articles having bias where they're always where they like they they'll talk about like Leslie because she's 15 and you and know a, and an anomaly a child yeah. but it's like there's more victims and yes of course Leslie deserves to be talked about of course oh yeah but so do they also Leslie's death was counted towards the highway of tears deaths yeah also two of these women were indigenous women oh well there's a (laughs) we can't we i can't even start to talk about the epidemic of missing and murdered indigenous women in canada and how nothing's being done about it and we should definitely talk about this yeah in a future episode like definitely 100 percent. like (sighs) cody sucks Anyone like Cody sucks. I just can't believe he was 19. Can you believe he's 19? He's like, I think, oh, in the in one of the articles, it's funny, because they were like, oh, he could have been one of the youngest, but then there's also Peter Woodcock and Jasmine. And I was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> but that's crazy, like, young, like, his brain's not even fully developed, like, somebody should have gotten him some mental health help. Yeah, but apparently he was so normal-seeming, nothing seemed out of the ordinary. You know oh. what? He kind of reminds me of when Ted Bundy talked about how someone would kill his victims, but it definitely wasn't him, you know? Because they just can't. They're so delusional that they've separated themselves from their own crimes. Yeah, to make it seem okay, even though it's definitely not okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's awkward transition over there. <laughs> Yeah. Ugh. Cody. So what's new? Uh, oh, okay. I think you guys should all read a book called Catch and Kill by Ronan Farrow. It's... <laughs> yes, anything by Ronan Farrow. Just read anything by Ronan Literally Farrow. read anything and everything he's ever written in his life, because this man is fantastic. What an amazing human. I know. So if you guys don't know, Ronan Farrow is the son of Woody Allen and Mia Farrow, and Woody Allen is a disgusting piece of shit, and, um, (laughs) and Ronan Farrow knows this, so don't take their relationship as a reason to not like Ronan Farrow, because he alone is so much better than Woody Allen, because he wrote this whole thing about how his sister was sexually assaulted by Woody Allen, and in this book, he exposes Harvey Weinstein. He was actually, like, one of the first people to really go in on him and uh you sent me this podcast about it called it's it's an episode two episodes of the daily yes yes two episodes of the daily and wow um so well done. it's about if you just look up the daily harvey weinstein there's two episodes about lisa bloom and gloria Allright aldridge <laughs> and you should definitely check that out if you want to dig deeper into the harvey weinstein story it's phenomenal and yeah yeah um what have i uh, on a way lighter note i've literally just been watching drag race (laughs) yeah that's fun i also oh i also started uh i'm almost finished sharp objects oh i read the book oh was the book good the book was so disturbing (laughs) and i was like damn the show's pretty disturbing, too. Um, yeah. Uh, I would imagine if it's anything like the book. <laughs> I think I know who the killer is, 
I'm on episode like four or five and I'm pretty sure I know who the killer is. Okay, you need to tell me your theory when we're not recording yeah, anymore. You. Yes. Um, but yeah, Sharp Objects, phenomenal. So well done. Recommend. Um, some parts are really hard to watch, but in a in a really well done way. In a really well done, disturbing way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very good. What else have I been watching, listening to? <laughs> Literally, that's all we can update you guys on because we don't do anything. Oh, watch 13th on Netflix. By yes. Eight. It's the Ava DuVernay, right? Yeah. Yeah, um, the 13th. I also just watched, because I've been watching so much Drag Race, I watched um, the Trixie Mattel documentary. Was it good? Um, yes and no. I would say it, <laughs> okay. needed, it needed, like, another 15 minutes on the end there just to, to wrap, wrap it, up. it up. I see. I've been watching Mr. Robot. Ah, yeah that one's good and then let's give let's give two song recommendations we never do songs song recommendations okay yeah that's a good one actually oh i had a good question to oh yeah i was gonna ask you if you could if you were going to audition for any singing competition what song would you choose oh that's interesting okay well little background on this me and michelle have been watching an exorbitant amount of audition videos yeah <laughs> yes um well i obviously cannot sing but yeah if I no could i know sing yeah me <laughs> neither like, yeah, I <laughs> like you girl shut up <laughs> no um, i meant to say yeah me neither <laughs> no, no, no yeah i, I know but if... <laughs> no you can sing sometimes wait can i guess what yours no. is um okay wait if i had to pick like two songs that i would want to it has to be a song that has that starts a little slow and then has a big build, you know? Uh-huh. And I'm no country girl, but one of my choices is definitely my karaoke go-to before he cheats by karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to guess um Don't Blame Me. Ooh, Don't Blame Me by Taylor Swift. That's actually good. Yeah. Right? It's two. a good one. Those two. That's my that's my my two choice of um, audition songs. How about you? I was gonna say I think I like uh I like Riptide because I feel like I can kind of sing Riptide and it's like you know that like there's not a big enough build in that song I know but I feel the the chairs to turn (laughs) sometimes the chairs turn I don't know it's a good point I've been listening to a lot of like musical and like just Disney songs so I'm stuck between like how far I'll go and also (laughs) (laughs) and also playlist I get it Oh, wait, what's the... Shit. In Cabaret, what's that song? Maybe This Time. Oh, that's a banger of a song. Okay, that's that one. That's a good one. song. That's yeah, right? So like, oh, that's such a good song. I just watched this American Idol. <laughs> I don't know if it was an audition or if it was, like, a call back or whatever, but it was this guy singing uh, Maybe This Time, and it was phenomenal damn that's that's a good choice for an audition song right it's pretty good yes oh but like what disney and musicals yeah is that what you said yeah i did i think i feel it (laughs) i think it's time to watch tangled for the 20th time oh my gosh you're crazy (laughs) it's been more than a month (laughs) yeah i don't know i can't really it's really hard for it's i feel like i make a whole event out of watching a movie oh so do i yesterday okay let me tell a short story 
yesterday we me and a couple of my friends we were sitting on um one of the guy's porches and he set up a whole tv and we had a fire going on the porch because he has this little fire table it's so cool and it's a huge front porch like it's it's nothing like you expect there's like a whole hammock and everything Mm -hmm. um and we set up a tv and we're like okay we're gonna watch ex machina we're gonna do it so we sat down we put it on and then the other guy pulls out his laptop and he starts doing the sporkle quiz of all the flags in the world (laughs) (laughs) and that was the end of trying to watch ex machina (laughs) ah that's a good movie (laughs) uh i wouldn't know (laughs) yeah i don't i feel like i need to prepare myself before i watch a movie also i can't watch a movie during the day i feel very lazy when i do that so it has to be it's like you're wasting a day exactly unless i'm going to the movie theater and then i make a whole event out of it but that's true but the movie theater is a whole other story yeah that's... and are they ever gonna reopen no i'm kidding (laughs) i love movie theaters I do too, girl, but I also am very lucky in the way that my boyfriend works at, he, he doesn't like work in a movie theater, but he works at a kid's like uh, film class at a movie theater. So if I ever go to Oakville, we get to go for free. Nice. <laughs> we could go to really a drive-in. They probably will open soon. Oh my gosh, yeah. But what, I tra- go drive-in by myself? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know Honestly, I'll be in the next I car, will. it's fine. <laughs> Um, the mini golf course near me, near us, just opened, and I'm so excited to go and just do an activity. <laughs> to do an activity. An yes. activity. I just want to. I'm so excited. Um, I had one more thing to say, and now I can't remember. Oh, yeah. Um, I have keep your schedule clear for the rest of the day, girl. I am part of a 24-hour um, playwriting competition. Oh, right now? Um, well, it starts at 7. So don't keep your whole schedule clear, but I'm going to need your help, girl. Oh, Am I dope. outing myself as a cheater right now? <laughs> I don't know. I'm on your team. Is that cheating? Yeah. Can you be on a team? I just need somebody to give me inspiration. It's fine. It's not cheating. Oh my god, that's Oakham so exciting. Computer, please don't listen to this. <laughs> just um, a video call me. I will. If I ever get put on hair and actually get ready (laughs) (laughs) okay then call call me whatever i will but yes i'm gonna need some some help because 24 hours try to play i'm gonna struggle but i also want to win so badly because i am so competitive (laughs) now you got this so remember silence is violence now is the time to use your voice for black lives matter all lives can't matter until black lives matter and sex work is work that's it it is and like all respect to sex workers out there still doing their thing during a pandemic yeah like fuck man (laughs) um peace out peace and love goodbye